Hello, beloved, and welcome to our weekly Bible study. And in this weekly Bible study, we are going to take a look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yes, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. One of the, maybe one of the most controversial aspects of the work of the Holy Spirit uh, within the modern church. I, I, I really wonder why there is there's such a... Uh, controversy surrounding the gifts of the Holy Spirit because it's it's clear in Scripture what the Word has to say about it. So it's, it, it all boils down to interpretation. And I believe that sometimes people will, will interpret Scripture in a certain way just so it suits what they want and not what the text actually says, but just because they have a desire to have the text say what they want, they will interpret it in a certain way uh, so it fits their narrative, it fits, it fits their ministry. But anyway, it's a controversial issue and what we're going to try to do is to take it systematically and just work our way through it and um, touch on different aspects of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and we pray and trust the Lord that at the end of the day we will have a clear understanding or a clearer understanding of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Before we continue, let's just have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, it's such a privilege to come to you this uh, this day. And thank you so much that we can study your word and and find the truth that is in your word. And Father, so many times it boils down to our interpretation, our wrong interpretation of passages. Or sometimes we're right, but sometimes we just we miss what the text wants to say. And I want to pray, Father, please, especially with regards to the gifts of the Spirit, I pray that you will enable me to to give a, a good record of what Scripture has to teach about the subject. And uh, not to add anything or take anything away from this important subject, but to say what Scripture says. And this I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Okay. We've already learned that when a person becomes a Christian, when a person becomes a believer, that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit comes basically and lives within that believer. The triune God comes and dwells within that believer in the person of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And it is obviously... If we read scripture and we read the New Testament, we can see that it's God's plan that all new believers should basically worship God, should serve God, actually serve the church. And in serving the church, they serve God, but to serve God, but also a very important aspect of being a, a, a Christian, being a, a believer is to glorify God in every aspect of our lives, in everything that we do. Okay, now we read in Matthew chapter 4, verse 10, we read the following. Uh, this was when Jesus was tempted. You remember, he was tempted, was in the wilderness for 40 days, uh, and he was tempted, and then he came back, and as he came back, he was tempted by, by Satan. Okay, so he was, sorry, he was fasting in the wilderness, sorry, he was fasting in the wilderness, and then he came, and he was tempted by the devil. Now, we read in Matthew chapter 4, verse 10. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, 
For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Very important words, these. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Which means there's a very clear understanding that it doesn't matter who it is on the face of this earth, everybody has one thing that they have to do. Not just one, uh, a few things, but in, in this context it says everybody should worship the Lord, our God, and Him alone we must serve. Now we can say, no, 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 that's only for believers. Uh, who was Jesus speaking to? He wasn't speaking to a believer. He was speaking to Satan, who opposes God, who is an enemy of, who, yeah, who is an enemy of God, who hates God. You see, this is a universal, one of those universal uh, truths that we find in Scripture. It doesn't matter whether you are saved or whether you are not saved. It's got nothing to do with it. The fact that you are God's creation, or created by God, is more than sufficient reason for us to worship the Lord only and to serve Him only. Basically, to glorify Him only. Now, the reality is, in, in the world that we live in, that people, they don't do it. Ne? They don't only worship God. They don't only serve God. They don't only glorify God. No! What they do is they glory think, glorify anything but God. They worship themselves, and they worship idols, and they worship money, and they worship uh, stuff. So they worship anything but God. And when they serve, they serve the devil rather than serving God. So they're doing the opposite of what Scripture clearly instructs all of creation to do. But, beloved, the, the command still stands. And that command is, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only you shall serve. And, and we need to understand that. Because as long as we can understand that, we can... Always speak to anybody and say to them, listen, doesn't matter how you feel and what you think and if you believe there's a God or there's no God or all these kind of things, it doesn't matter. The scripture is clear that God is alone to be worshipped, God alone is to be served, God alone is to be glorified, whether you believe in him or not. Now, it is, uh, how can I say, impossible. And this is something we need to understand. It's impossible for a new believer to truly worship God the way that God wants him to worship him, to truly serve God the way that God wants him to serve him. And it is, how can I say, impossible for a new believer to, to, to um, glorify God the way that God wants him to, to do so uh, if God doesn't give the believer the ability to do so. All right. So now we can say, but what about an unbeliever? An unbeliever can't worship God properly, can't serve God properly, can't um, glorify God properly. That's not the issue. The issue is that only God is to be worshipped, only God is to be served, and only God is to be glorified. It doesn't matter how the person does it, but for a believer, this is the amazing thing, God comes and he enables the believer to worship him, to serve him, to glorify him, the way that pleases him, 
which means it is something that is acceptable to God because God is the one who enables that person, the, the believer, to do so. Now, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. So what do we have here? Galatians clearly tells us, Paul speaks to the Galatians, he says to them, I've been crucified with Christ, which means I no longer live. Okay, If I've been crucified with Christ, the old person that I used to be, I am no longer. Okay, That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 as well. Ne? When he says to the Corinthian believers, he says to them, you used to be sodomites and um, sexually immoral and adulterers and all these kind of things. But that's what you used to be. You've been washed. You've changed. Something happened inside of you. Now, exactly the same thing. This is Paul repeating the same kind of idea in Galatians chapter 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. So I am dead. I no longer live. It is now Christ who lives in me. So the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the amazing thing. It, but the question is now, who lives my Christian life? Who, who now glorifies God? Who now serves God? And who, uh, how can I say, who now worships God? The reality is, yes, I am dead. The old me is dead. The new the person is now alive. And it's God, the Holy Spirit, that dwells within me, that enables me to worship God the way that God wants, him, wants me to worship Him, to serve God the way that God wants me to serve Him, and to glorify God the way that God wants me to glorify Him. It is God, the Spirit, who enables me, but the person that actually worships God and serves God and glorifies God, it's me. I do it. It's that, that idea that I'm working with the Holy Spirit. I'm not working against the Holy Spirit. I'm not being dragged by, how can I say, by the hair to do what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. No, I'm working with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who enables me to glorify God, to worship God, to serve God. But it is me that does it. I do it. Now, the way that God enables uh, Christians, believers, to, to glorify and serve and to worship Him is by giving them certain gifts, gifts of the Holy Spirit. It, it is God's way of doing it. Actually, a very interesting way that God decided to do it. Okay, so God, the Holy Spirit, decided to give believers, to give them gifts, and, and those gifts come from the Holy Spirit. Okay, And these gifts are basically then given so that the believer can use it in their Christian walk and glorify God the way that they were supposed to do it, to worship God and to serve God the way that it, uh, we are supposed to, to do it. Absolutely amazing. Now there's a, a definition for uh, spiritual gifts. And this definition is basically the following. And, and let me give you the definition. This definition is, I don't know who gave the definition, but here's the definition. Uh, and I quote, It's an ability given by God 
which the believer uses to glorify God and serve the church. Okay, obviously, and to worship God as well. Nah. To worship and glorify God and to serve the church. So it's an ability given by God, which the believer then uses to worship and glorify God and to serve the church. And by the way, when we serve the church, what do we do? When we serve the church, we are serving God. Right? Remember what Jesus said? He says, to anyone who did it to the least of the brothers of mine, which means whoever does whatever to the church, to those who are believers, has done it to Christ. Okay, so if we do something for fellow believers in the church, we are doing it for Christ. Okay, if we serve the church, we are serving Christ. And obviously, if we serve the church and we're serving Christ, we are serving God. Okay, so when a person becomes a believer, God the Holy Spirit gives that believer special ability which God wants them to use in their Christian life to worship Him, glorify Him, and to serve the church. Okay. It's, a, it's such a beautiful thing that God has done for us so that we can work with Him in our worship, in our service, and in our glorifying of the Almighty God. Now, it's very important to notice that whatever we read about gifts, Paul makes it very, very clear that the gifts are given to build the church up or to build up the church. It's not for personal use. It's not for personal edification. It's not for personal glorification. It is to build the church of Jesus Christ. Obviously, when I how can I say when I edify the church, when I use the gifts that God has given me, and I minister to God's people, and I, I share the gift that God has given me, and I, I use it within the church, and I serve the church with that gift, obviously, beloved, uh, we are going to be edified as well. We are going to 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 really be how can I say blessed. We're going to have a joy because it's amazing to be used by God. And especially if you know, this is not something that comes from me. This is what the Holy Spirit is doing through me. It is so amazing to, to be able to look back and to say, wow, just look at what the Lord has done in my life. Absolutely amazing. Right, so the gifts are definitely not for personal use. Even though we get, we get joy out of it and we are blessed by it and we are... Yeah, they, they, there's so much that we get out of it, but the purpose is not for us. The purpose is the church, to edify the church of Christ. Just listen uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let me read from verse 7 to 10. It says, The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. all right, so the gifts, the manifestation of the Spirit is basically the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives and through which we can see if somebody functions or uses the gift of the Holy Spirit and, and ministers and edifies the church by using a gift that God has given them, then it is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It's a manifestation that the Holy Spirit is at work. Okay? So what does the Holy Spirit do? Is the manifestation of the Spirit, Paul says to the Corinthians, is given to each one for the profit of all. So each person has a manifestation of the Spirit or a gift of the Spirit, 
But the purpose of it is for the profit of all, so that everybody in the church can profit from it. Uh, verse 8 says, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith uh, by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Verse 10, To another the workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. So you can see very clearly, God gives gifts to his people so that they can edify the body of Christ or the church. Okay, but it, it must be always the gift that I've received must be to, how can I say, for the profit of the whole church. Otherwise, it is a selfish thing. It's not from the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 12 says, Even so you... Since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. So it's for the edification of the church that we uh, use our spiritual gifts. And even if we are zealous for spiritual gifts, you know, to, to use our spiritual gifts within the church, it is always for the edification of the church. Okay? It's never for personal use. Or personal edification. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, we read, And as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And this is interesting. When we talk about the manifold grace of, grace of God, the gifts that we receive from God the Holy Spirit is a sign or it's, a, uh, it's an extension of the grace of God towards us which is part and parcel of the package of salvation by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ. So beautiful. And Peter says, as each one of us has received a gift, minister it to one another. So take your gift that God has given you, that the Holy Spirit has given you, and use that gift to minister to God's people. And when you do it, you're going to edify God's people, and obviously you're going to have a lot of joy in doing it because you you just see how God is using you. Okay. Now remember, the gifts of the Spirit are different from natural abilities or talents. There's a difference. A natural ability or a talent is something that I receive from from birth, basically. I'm born with it. And then as I as I grow up and as I get, grow older, that talent or that gift just develops more and more, especially if I spend time in it. When I spend time on it and I use it and I develop it and I practice and so on, that specific natural ability or talent will get better and better and get it. For example, um, you get people that are really they're good with music. They have a talent for music and you can see it in their life at a young age that you can already see that they are definitely traits of of a musician in that uh, child and as the person then grows up you will see that well yeah you see the person has a talent for music because they can play music instrument or they can sing or or something like that the uh, same thing with math uh, i always say i was lost i was right at the back of the line when the talent or the how can i say the the, the natural ability to do math was given uh, i got mine last 
So I've got a very, very small amount of ability to do math. I can subtract and add and multiply and divide, and that's it. Uh, the rest I really struggle with because this stuff is too difficult to do. But you get people that are very, very gifted when it comes to, uh, how can I say, math or uh, drawing, you know, um, arts, that kind of thing. And, and um, you get people that are very, very good at sport. It's like a natural ability that they have. It is something that they have from birth and that they just develop. A spiritual gift is not the same thing. It doesn't work like that. A spiritual gift is, is a gift that the Holy Spirit gives you that you have not acquired naturally. You were not born with it. You were um, born again with it, yes. So you are born again and then you receive the gifts uh, that the Holy Spirit gives you and that the Holy Spirit then works in and through you. All right. So um, there's a big difference between the gifts of the Holy Spirit and talents or natural gifts or natural abilities that people have. So let me just close with um, the definition of a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift is an ability that is given by God, which the believer must use to glorify Him, to worship Him, and to serve the church. Okay, and as we serve the church, obviously we serve God. Okay, uh, it's the ability given by God which the believer must use to glorify and worship and, um, how can I say, worship God and glorify God and to serve the church. And as we serve the church, we are serving God. Right, I hope that makes sense. And I hope that it, it shines a little bit of light on who the Holy Spirit is. Because uh, the gifts of the Spirit specifically. Because at the end of the day, it's so important that we need to have a biblical understanding of these things. Because at the end of the day, uh, it, it will, how can I say, just help us in our, in our spiritual walk, in our Christian walk. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your Holy Spirit in the first place, the giver that dwells within us, that enables us to to glorify you, to worship you, and to serve the church, and through serving the church, to be able to serve you. Make it possible in our lives, Father, we pray, in Jesus' precious name, with much thanksgiving. Amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you, and may he give you his peace, God willing, until next time, as we go into our local churches and we use the gifts that God has given us to edify His church. Till next time, God willing, bye-bye.